now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Back to a very special edition of the Seventh Rounders, March Madness edition, special guest edition. Uh, today we are presented by Light Waves and Sound Waves, both very important to our existence. We are live on Twitter at Seventh Podcast, also on IG at Seventh Rounders Pod. And our latest episodes can easily be streamed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at 7th Rounders Pod. Again, that is the number seven, followed by TH Rounders Pod. How's it going, boys? I'm happy to be here. You know, I've been seeing a lot of talk about this guy's on the next level. That guy could be next level. This episode's about to go next level tonight. You know, I'm expecting a, a a pretty good crowd after this episode. I think we got a lot a lot for the listeners, and I'm excited. And and it's a special episode for me. I'll be interviewing one of my one of my boys, a brother, Dante Carruthers from University of Buffalo. So stay tuned for that. Um, other than that, let, let let's talk about some March best time of the year. I, I just want to like first of all, these listeners didn't know they're about to get a science lesson from Chad with the sound waves and the light waves and the you know. I wasn't ready for it, but hey, what happened? What happened in the, what was the big NFL news? I don't even remember, you know? Oh, Odell Beckham, dude. Who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? Odell to the Browns. I didn't see it coming. That, yo, I, I got to tell you, I was playing pickup basketball and I was in between games, drinking some water, getting hydrated. I get an alert and it's like Odell Beckham traded to the Browns out of nowhere. No dude. one heard about it. No one even predicted this happening. The Browns offseason is literally Madden franchise rookie mode right now. Like, they are doing everything. Like, the past, not even just, like, the past few years. Like, I mean, they're, they're, they're making moves. That's, the fan base has to be excited after. They're clearly, they're clearly trying to win after 20 years of misery. Was this did the... he get traded? Because I didn't know until yesterday. Oh, yeah, you were on a cruise. Yeah, I didn't have a phone. So, I literally, like. Two days went by since I've been back, and then it's like I saw Odell in Brown's uniform, and I was very confused. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it was, it was like four days ago. All I'm saying right now, I remember four, I called episode was, one. That was like What's a up? week ago. That was like early in the week, Monday or Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Who, who's to say? Who's to say? Yes, But I'm going to say, listen – Episode one back in January, I said Baker would be a top five MVP candidate. It's looking beautiful. It's looking absolutely adorable, honestly. So I'm, I'm excited. He might win it now. I'm not saying he is, but he might. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Absolutely it's, wouldn't be. He's it's the, the number one alpha in the league, and he's got all the weapons he needs right now. It's the process of the NFL. They're literally the Sixers of the NFL, but they're going to be better. Boys, a uh, little story for you guys. Story time, eh? But uh, that, that was like a Canadian accent. We were going, that's another story. Cruz, you know how you just morph into other people because you don't know anyone? We were straight <laughs> Canadian. I told him I was in the AHL playing up in Canada. That's amazing. Yeah. What, who Anyhow, did you play for? Winnetoba? Winnetoba. Wow. How did you guess that? Telepathy, dude. <laughs> so, story. Actual story. Telepathy. Getting ready to go to the cruise Monday morning. We had a 7 a.m. flight, got pushed back two hours. So I was miserable in the airport. We get ready to board at 8.50. So we're walking to hand our, our passes in to get on the flight. And you know those people, like you think you know someone and you like do the kind of like turn around like five times. Like, is that who I think it is type thing? Yeah. My roommate starts 
pulling that. And I'm like, oh, God, it's too early to, like, see someone from school I know. And I'm like, who is it? Like, I didn't want to turn around. He's like, I think that's Chad Ochocinco. And I'm like, BS. BS, man. I turn around. It's Ochocinco decked out in Adidas jumpsuit, rocking a hoodie. And I was like, I got to say something. Roommate was too scared. So I go up. I'm like, Mr. Ocho, what's up? <laughs> and he's like, oh, what's up, man? So it was like a little wait to get on the plane. We're standing next to him. He actually sat next to us. And we're we're shooting the S and whatever. And uh, we're like, what are you doing in Columbus? He had a little autograph signing. Was on his way back to uh, Miami because he plays professional soccer now. That a lot of people didn't know that. So my one roommate asked him, you know, like, you retired from the NFL a couple of years ago. Like, why do you want to get back into, you know, another professional sport already? And, and he told us that his like passion in life has always been soccer, liked it more than football. And it's something he always dreamed about playing. And he had the opportunity after, after he retired from the NFL. So he's taken advantage of it. So uh, that was a good story. And uh, I got a little video with um. It's up on Instagram. If you want to check it out, parents, it is, R-rated, some swear words, but it's still legendary, a short three-second clip. What uh, is that? So, they call it NF... What is it? NF, NFGW now? NFGW. No foreign gosh S-words. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so we sat with him... NSFW. Not, yeah. yeah. So I just called right. him Mr. Ocho on the plane. I actually... Uh, I tweeted at him and he responded... And then I tweet like did. seven more times and I was like, okay, I'm probably getting annoying. So I just cut off communications, but it was a good flight. <laughs> good start to vacay. Other than that, vacation went well. Um, Dude, that was honestly, that became just a tragic breakup story at the end there. Well, see, I, I figured I was being a little too much and <laughs> the flight attendant comes up to me and she's like, who is that? And I'm like, it's Chad Ochocinco. Literally no clue who he is. I was like, oh, he's a football player. Like, I don't know if he'll be in the Hall of Fame, but potential Hall of Famer. He's got a chance for sure. And she's like, okay. So she goes back and talks to the guy for an hour. She walks back by me. She's like, I got his phone number. Drinks on me. What do you guys want? So we all got, <laughs> we all got two mixies on the flight down there for free on the house. I love that. They're expensive so, oh, on man. planes too. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you what, airplane food. How about that airplane food? I went to a couple of comedy shows recently, couple so I've been working of, on my stand-up game. A couple of mixies in Manitoba. Eh. <laughs> yeah, you so, lived a wild vacation. I did. But uh, getting back on the eh. news front, I did. did you miss, you miss, did you, were you back for when uh, the Dolphins really just uh, made a huge splash? Pun intended, dude. That's Ryan where I was going with Miami it. Miami Dolphin. That's where I was going with it, Jonathan. I think I'll it was. I'll tell you what about, I'm going to preface this, I'm going to say this now. They are guaranteed to be a 5-11 and 11 exciting team. A lot of close games, a lot of gunslinging, a lot of interceptions, a lot of uh, just distraught fans, though. Like, See, you're upset. That's what I'm saying. As a Dolphins fan, like, I wish we'd made this move five years ago because he's fun to watch. I know we're getting uh, a little mockery from Bills fans because they hate him, but the guy yeah. is fun to watch. And um, go ahead, Connor. I was going to say, you know the listeners don't realize who you're talking about, right? You're referring to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick signed <laughs> with the Dolphins. Oh, I so, said that. I said no, that. No, you they didn't. Know. I don't yeah, think so, you did. I know. The they know. Have, we know. Everyone knows. Come on. The Dolphins have two quarterbacks on the roster, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jake Rudock. That's impressive. That's goddamn yeah, I saw. Impressive. I saw Luke Falk, too, right? Uh, they're going to release him, from what I heard. 
That's sad. Well, anyways, let's get to the to the meat of the episode. Get into college basketball. Special guest tonight. It's an honor, a privilege. I got my boy, UB specialist ub guard dante carruthers welcome to the show i appreciate you coming on how are we feeling today nice to have you nice to have me y'all i'm feeling good i'm feeling good yeah so coming off a mac championship that is uh is you guys win it two years ago as well or last year uh last year i lost my first year so how's that feel how's it feel being back-to-back champs um it's, it's great. You know, after the first year, uh, when I first got here, um, they won it, the boys and the girls. So I was expecting to get a ring when I first arrived. Uh, I didn't know how much hard work it really took to get in to actually get a ring. So to finally get it my junior and senior year, especially, uh, it feels great. The feeling is undescribable. So, I mean, I feel great. Yeah, so many, many people don't know that back in high school, you know, you didn't really love to play defense. You're trying to put up buckets every night. You did have back-to-back 50-point games. I'll give you credit. But, like, you're two-time defensive player of the year now, only the third player in conference history to do that. You've been on two first-team all-defensive uh, teams in the MAC. Like, how did you make that switch? Why did you make that switch? And, like, who was your biggest influence in, you know, that transition? Uh, well, I mean, college is totally different from high school. Uh, everybody got to find a role, you know, on the team. And uh, sometimes your role is your role, you know. Some people's job is to score. We have great scorers on our team, like uh, Jeremy Harris, um, CJ Massenberg. He's the second all-time lead, leading scorer right now. Uh, hopefully to be number one, he need like 44 more points or something like that. So hopefully we could win a couple more games in the tournament and uh, he could get that. And then we have Nick Perkins, six men of the year, three times in a row. Um, he also was a thousand point scorer, so that's three one thousand point scores. CJ almost had two thousand. Um, so you know we got scores all around. Um, when I first got here, I was trying to score, but we already had all that, so I was just try to find something that fit you know the system. And defense was it wasn't my strong suit, but I had uh, worked at it uh, uh, day by day and practice, you know, guarding those guys. And uh, the biggest influence to me. Well, I had to be um, Coach Brian here, and my old coach. Uh, he was he was here my sophomore year. Lindsey Hunter, he played for the Pistons. Um, he won a couple championships with the uh, uh, with Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton and all those guys. And and he was that was actually his role. Uh, he showed me video. He still sent me videos day by day, game by game. Uh, he told me some stuff that I still do wrong that like I need to fix for the next game. So. Uh, those the, those two guys has really been like my biggest influences on defense. Yeah, you mentioned him. Um, did you try to like emulate any other NBA players like growing up? Uh, growing up, yeah, for scoring wise, not defense wise. <laughs> but as like I tend to get older, I've been finding like a couple players that I like uh, on defense. Uh, right now, I love Pat Bev. Uh, he got a hard nosed dog. Uh, I love him. Um, Marcus Smart. Uh, so it's just a whole bunch of guys in the league. It's not really that many of them. It's only a handful of them. So that's why those guys tend to take out to be so special, just because it's not that many of them. 
Yeah, uh, one, one thing I think is big uh, difference between high school and college is how much film you guys watch. Like, how, mu- how much film are you watching on a, on a daily basis? Because that's not something that, you know, the average fan uh, can see. Film film is something I just got done watching film. Uh, right now, uh, I'm watching St. John's players and Arizona State players. Uh, we actually don't know who we, we playing right now, so I tend to just watch both just in case. Uh, but film is something that... Uh, Pros do all the time. Uh, Coach Hunter told me that all the time. And we used to have two-hour, three-hour sessions on just film. And uh, it's, it's just a way to get one step ahead. And it's just it's just great. Most most people love it. Most people hate it. But for me, it tends to help me just to know people. Um, like they go to moves and stuff like that. And uh, it's been working. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely, definitely working for you. Um, you know, speak – you and uh, you and Coach Oates, you know, it seems like you guys like have a special bond. You know, I saw you like when you guys got selected yesterday. You were sitting right next to him, uh, you, him and his daughter. You know, like what has he meant to you? Like, what is that relationship like? Uh, at first it was it was a little rocky. You know, me coming from junior college, uh, it was pretty tough to try to you know find time into the system. I didn't really play that much my first seven eight games here. Um, but you know, it was, it was, it was, it was rough at first, but then, you know, I tend to take the bigger approach at it and, um, the dude been great. Uh, he's been like a second father to me. Um, you know, I learned so much stuff from him, not only just on the court, but off the court also, uh, he's a great father. Um, and most, most, most coaches wouldn't take a chance on a guy that sat a whole year out and uh, give him three years to play out of program. And uh, he he took that chance with me. So, you know, that's my, my like, in the back of my head, I just try to go out there uh, just to try to repay him. And hopefully I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, he's done a hell of a job there so far. Um, you know, um, speaking of coaches, you guys are, are have a chance to play Arizona State in the tournament for the, uh, the first round opener. Um, is there any uh, added pressure, you know, potentially playing against Coach Hurley, who was at Buffalo um, previously? Uh, no, nah, there's, there's really no pressure at all. Uh, Coach Hurley did a great job here for the time he was here. And then uh, Coach Oge took over and did uh, – he just kept the program going. But I don't think there's no pressure. Um, I just think it's going to be a real emotional game for the coaches. But, unfortunately, the coaches don't play. So, uh, it's really uh, – I don't think it, it would be that big of a deal. Uh, I think it'd just be a story headline that everybody wanted to see. But at the end of the day, it's all up to the players. Yeah, and do you, do you have a preference of uh, which team you draw in that game, or does it not really matter to you guys? No, it don't really matter. Um, I'm just going to get ready for both, uh, stay locked in on their main guys, and that's all I can do, control what I can control. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, to reflect, like, back on, you know, your playing days, you're a senior, like, this is your last run. What was, like, your favorite place to play, uh, at, like, throughout your career? Aside from, from your home arena, obviously. Okay, let's see. Um, uh, it would have to be, well, this is a hard one. Um, I got three. I got three in mind. Uh, the... Cleveland Cavs Arena. Fucking uh, loans. The Alaska Airlines Arena uh, in Alaska. 
And wow. Well, when did you guys play in Alaska? <laughs> I need a story. <laughs> uh, we played in Alaska my sophomore year. Uh, we played against Nevada, uh, a team down there, and played against another team. It was a tournament. Uh, Alaska is great. Uh, the, the views of that is exactly how I look on picture. And uh, that was a real nice arena. And then Ireland was a real big arena. Yo, you've been everywhere. That's amazing. The, the Bahamas too, right? Yeah, and the Cayman Islands. Oh, I forgot about the Cayman Islands. The Cayman Islands was great. Cayman Islands was great. World traveler over here. That's crazy. <laughs> you ever imagine doing that as a kid from, from Rochester where you're from? Uh, nah, not really. Um, that's why I tend to be so grateful for things like this. Uh, uh, didn't really come from much, but, uh, you know, it's, that's why it's not so many guys out here from Rochester that's playing D D one basketball. Um, it's not that many sources and stuff in the city, how, how it is. And, you know, let's say North Carolina or something like that, you know, it's just different, but, um, I would never think I'd be this far and this successful in my career right, right now. And uh, yeah, speaking of uh, of favorite places to play, one of John's favorite players is Marcus Howard out of uh, Marquette. So I think he wanted to to know, you know, who you thought the the toughest player to guard was. Um, I don't even think Marcus Howard was the toughest person to guard. Uh, wow, it was wow. My sophomore year. Um, but don't get me wrong, Marcus Howard is a, a, is a great is a great player. Uh, he had a great game. That was honestly our first loss of the season, I believe. And uh, the hardest player I had to guard was from Creighton. Uh, he was, I think his name was like Marcus something. Oh, he number was, zero. He was a point guard. No, he was, I, like, he was like a two, three. And he caught the alley from out of him. That he guy. got suspended, he was, right? Didn't he get yeah, suspended? Yeah, he, he was a transfer from Kansas State. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was good. He was good. He was very wow. Good. I'm surprised Marcus isn't number one. A guy can shoot. Yeah, he definitely could shoot. Definitely could shoot. <laughs> shoot. So listen, Buffalo made their first tournament in 2015, and they've been you guys have been in it four out of five years now. But yeah. you've never been as high as the sixth seed. Is the mindset any different? You guys have kind of established yourselves now. Um, so is is anything changing? You still feel like the underdog out there? Uh, at the end of the day, people who at a high major going tend to, you know, overlook us just because mm -hmm. we're major but we beat a lot of high major teams this year um which i think we really deserve credit for you know us getting a 60 I, I think we deserved a, a higher seed maybe a five uh not really thinking a four you know that's tough but a five seed you know we just ended the polls at number 15 in the country today so and we had the best record in college basketball this year also so and we got the longest home street winning record uh tied with houston so i mean there's a lot of stuff that we got going on that I think that we deserve to, um, a better seed. But as of right now, everybody record is 0-0, zero, zero, uh, trying to go mm -hmm. into the tourney and just start the new season off right. Absolutely. Do you think Buffalo is, is kind of on the scene now? You guys going anywhere? You're going to keep winning, keep winning titles, keep making the tournament every year? Oh, yeah, of course, that's that's always the plan. But, you know, um, I really believe up to these guys after we leave, uh, they're going to have a great group next year. Most people don't know. Got some great mm -hmm. transfers that came in. Uh, transfer from Houston, transfer from Middle Tennessee. We got some top 100 kids coming in, uh, some freshmen. So just to add on with Rondo, Sagu, and Nathan Williams. So uh, those guys are going to be great. Um, our program is trending up in the right direction, boys and girls. Mm -hmm. And so uh, 
it's looking good. Hopefully, we could turn this thing into Gonzaga or something like that. Yeah, it's you're gonna be able to say you're part of the golden era of, of Buffalo basketball, getting you guys yeah. on the scene, which is absolutely awesome. Yeah, uh, that's that's amazing. You know, coming to Buffalo, I didn't really you know think we could turn this nationwide. Uh, I always knew we had some key pieces. And then when uh, we added Jeremy Harris and Martel McCray, my uh, junior year, I was like, we really have a chance to do something special. And then when we did my junior year, a lot of guys could have, you know, branched off and did some different mm-hmm. things. And But everybody came back for the senior year, and we're 31-3 and three right now going to the tournament. Yeah, biggest, uh, biggest season in school history, no doubt. It's pretty cool you're a part of it. Um, speaking of Jonathan Williams, there's going to be five uh, Rochester players in the tournament this year. We got Anthony Lamb at Vermont, who was also the player of the year. Quentin Rose at Temple, you and Jonathan at, at Buffalo, and then Isaiah Carter out in Washington. Uh, what do you think that means for you know Rochester basketball? Um, and, and how do you think it's changed since you know you guys have have since uh, emerged on a national scene? I think it's good. Uh, more college coaches are starting to come down there. Um, and try to, you know, look at the guys, uh, you know, Section 5 basketball, you know, it probably isn't the best. Uh, there's a national high school level in basketball, but we tend to have some of the best players that's inside that. Also, like Isaiah Stewart and uh, Gerald Drumgoo, uh at La Lemire. So <clears throat> that just caused a show uh, that, you know, Rochester kids could play anywhere. Um, I talked to Q. I talked to Quentin uh, Rose. And uh, I talked to Nas yesterday. Um, we all text each other in one group message. I haven't talked to Aunt Lamb yet. And uh, I actually live with Jonathan, annoying little roommate. But, I mean, uh, it's, it's good. Uh, we all in the group chat just saying, how, like, uh, how about we, you know, turn it up. Yeah. It was just, you know. And uh, those guys, I was hoping to meet at least Quentin or Nas in the tournament. But we all on different sides of the bracket. So, hopefully, we still could. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's for the best. Hopefully y'all meet in the in the final four or something. That'd be yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Who who do you think was the the toughest out of them to play in high school? Or did you not get a chance to play all of them? Or or was it Connor? <laughs> you know, I beat Connor I, every year. I beat you know, Connor we put, every year. Here's a side story. We played him my junior year. We put a box and one on him. <laughs> I tried to tell my coach let me guard him. But instead, he exposed my boy Dave for like thirty-one. We lost by like fourteen. Five six one. You were what? Sick. I was sick. You were sick. That was your Jordan flu game. Flu game. (laughs) But uh, that's amazing. He he did he did airball a free throw at Blue Cross when we played them though. I I won't forget that. that. You did. I also didn't score, so I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Sorry. 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 But uh, I did airball the free throw. Uh, a little nervous, but I mean, um, I didn't really get a chance to play those guys in high school. But uh, since like we all grown up in the summertime, we all go to Bishop Carney and play together. Uh, we all work out together. And uh, this summer, you know, all of us going to probably um, start getting ready for the draft after uh, this season is over and uh, get back in the lab together. And uh, but as of right now, we all just staying focused on the season and trying to. Make a big run. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that. So, um, you know, you get, you're obviously going to get ready for the draft. Like, um, you've been hearing positive feedback uh, about your, your, your chances? 
Uh, yeah, um, I've been hearing some feedback, but I haven't really been paying that much to it. Um, just because the season is still going on, I just want to take my time and, you know, try to soak up everything that's actually happening right now because I'm part of something real special right now. And uh, I don't want to just hurry up and try to get through it just so I could go play for money. Um, this time is never, I'm never going to get back. Uh, the college days are some of the best days. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great feeling right now uh, being in the top 25, top 15 program right now um, in Buffalo. Like, most people don't even know where Buffalo is at. So, I mean. Yeah, Antonio uh, Brown didn't know where Buffalo was at. He didn't yeah, like that. I mean, this is fine. I'm happy for him, too. He went to the Raiders and something like that. But yeah. he, he could have came and saw a top 15 program. <laughs> he could have. Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, most people that don't know Rochester, you know, like Buffalo, it's it's hard to get out of there, man, for, for a lot of for a lot of people. Um, you know, like, what do you think made the biggest difference growing up? And, you know, why were you able to, to, to make it when so many other people couldn't? You know what I mean? I think I just had a better support system. Uh, I had Connor, his parents. Uh, I had the coaching staffs um, on our AAU team, my coaching staff at East. Um, I'm the second youngest out of six. Um, so I got a lot of brothers that I already been through it that taught me the ropes to go a different route. And uh, just growing up in Rochester, just tend to grow you up a little bit faster. Um, and that's something that happened to me. So I kind of knew right from wrong. And um, I mean, it's, 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 it's really hard to get out of Rochester, but I think when like you do a lot of people do a lot of positive things as soon as they get out, like Thomas Bryan here in uh, NBA, um, we got people in the NFL, uh, at Notre Dame, Temple, Washington, um, going to be a top five draft pick. We got the number one player in high school almost. Uh, so we just got a bunch of people. Um, I got my little, my, my little friend from East seventh, um, McGee. He just signed with Oregon for football. Um, so, I mean, there's talent all over Rochester, but people is really starting to just give them a chance. Yeah, it's it's nice to see, honestly. Um, I mean, just I always thought there was so much talent in Rochester. Just you know, you never got the shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, um, you know, you got any like anything to, to to you know to say to the kids out there? You know, like what's it been like being a role model? Um, you know, you feel like there's you know you have responsibility to to give back at, at some point. Oh uh, yeah, of course, of course. I always planned on giving back because um, even though we didn't have that many. Role models wasn't a lot of people that went D1 that was, like, above us and all the people that went D1, like, um, but, you know, all the people that's in my era, uh, Antoine Anderson, he went to UConn, Thomas Bryan, he went to uh, Indiana, um, Emmett Hope, he had Providence now, so I, the list goes on of how many people that I play with, and uh, I think as soon as I start to, you know, other than you know, play for free. Uh, I think I'm going to give back to all the kids. You know, it's a lot of kids at East. I still go there and there's seventh graders that I don't even know that know my name and ask for autographs when I go back home. So the the stuff that I did at East and that I carried on to college uh, is special. And um, I'm very grateful. And that just caused to show all, all the hard work that I put in. Yeah, that's great stuff, honestly. Um I hope Rochester's trending in the right direction. You know, there's a lot of good people out there. You know, we could do a lot for them. But honestly, appreciate you having. I uh, appreciate you coming on and taking the time. 
Best of luck in the tournament. I know you're flying out to Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> that Tulsa, Oklahoma might be the Buffalo of the Midwest. Like it's literally the same city, just in the Midwest. I feel like. Uh, if that's that. If that's the case. I'm gonna have a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Yo, for life. I'm real excited to watch you guys in the tournament. I'm real excited for the rest of America to watch you guys on the big stage too. So Thank it's you. good to see the the local teams. Thanks for coming on. Um, and good luck. Good luck to the, in the tournament and beyond after that. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Walk up with my toolie, what they do? Meet me in the alley with the troops. I got red shooters, I got blue. Let that thing down and point at you. Billy or the Rari, hold that truth. We need a few explosions right now. That interview was just so fire. We just need explosions. Fire doesn't make noise, but just put a little, like, shoddy fire burning on I, the I dance can, floor. I can make a fire noise. <laughs> like a little snap, crackle, pop. Pyrotechnics, dude. Yeah, it sounds like my oven turning on. Okay, let's get back into it. This is the moment we've, the routine listeners have been waiting for. And the new, the new listeners, you'll get accustomed to it. It is a major segment for John and Connor. It is entitled Chad's Titillations. The current standings, 19 to 11, John in front. Commanding lead for John. So let's get back into it. The first Connor can, Connor can nearly sweep me two weeks in a row, and I'll like it'll still be close. Let's simmer so. down over there, man. Simmer no down. pressure. No pressure uh, on you. All right. Matchup number one. We have Chicago at 19 and 52. At Phoenix, 17 and 54. Wow, NBA to try to keep us on our toes. Good thing I was toe tapping, dude. I was creeping around the corner. Phoenix by two. We don't even need to let Connor pick. We don't need <laughs> that is correct. And he gives him an immediate nail on the head. That's four weeks in a row for Clevens. He's nailed one on the head. Get that out of the way early, Connor. You gotta be so rattled. You haven't even gotten a word in. John, I'm surprised you made that pick. What made you pick that? They're a home team. They're not very good. Okay. I like that. Number two, we have North Carolina Central versus North Dakota State. Both are 18 and 15. This is college basketball for those that don't know. Powers, what do you got? North Dakota State by three. North Carolina Central by one. North Dakota State by five and a half. Ooh. Good. That was a great pick by Powers. That's a tough one. That was. That was tough. All right. Yeah, so I, I just, I needed to rebound. I yeah. needed it. You haven't won in ages. All right. Yale at 22 and seven versus LSU 26 and six. Yale's a good team. That doesn't really apply. LSU probably. Um, Eleven and a half. LSU by thirteen. LSU by seven and a half. Wow. Yale's getting some respect. That's good to see. All right, we have Colgate at twenty-four and ten versus Tennessee, twenty-nine and five. Tennessee by twenty no. 
Tennessee by 19 and a half. Tennessee by 21. Tennessee by 18. Ah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Power, Powers, has had, myself. Powers has had a couple good bids in there. I honestly just rattled myself. I just built a, an apartment in my own house. Unbelievable. In my own head. Oh, that's how <laughs> rattled I am, dude. You have an apartment in your house? Five. I don't know why. What's happening? All right. And the last one, we have St. Francis at 18 and 14 at Indiana, 17 and 15. NIT action, boys. Oh, wow. The NIT. Good thing I never got off my toes, dude. Indiana, you want it? You want me to nail this one? Yeah. Indiana by six and a half. I didn't nail it. Oh, who are they, no. who are they playing? St. Francis. 18 and 14. That's... Indiana, 17 and 15. Oh, wow. I botched this one big you, time. What was John's guess? John, you said what? Eight? Six and a half. Yeah. I botched it. Really botched it. I don't feel good about it at all. I, I rattled myself. I, I think it's even. Pick them. What? <laughs> it's got to be Indiana by like 15. Like, I don't know what I heard. Indiana by 18 and a half. Yeah. Powers, Powers is one of the worst. Powers, I just caught. I was like, ugh. I was off balance there, and Powers is just sleeping. Sleeping boys, on the curve. Boys, Powers can win the next two weeks with sweeps, and it would be tied. That's tough. No, that's not right. Yes, that's no. I have 22. It's 22-13. Yeah, I could win it. I could win it. 22-13. Okay. Man, this This episode is brought to you by math. I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Got him. I am hilarious. All right, let's move on to what everyone's been waiting for. Let's break down this bracket. Do we have initial thoughts? I've got one. So I'll, I'm going first. You guys can wait. See, the I think the West is very interesting. I think the East, South, and Midwest are going to be chalk for a lot of this. But the Midwest is a crapshoot. Midwest like, is absolutely loaded. I don't think Gonzaga is that good. I, I think they're an awful one seed. I don't think Michigan is good, Big Ten. And you've got... Teams like UB who can make a run, Syracuse, you know, Marquette, Murray State got studs, and then my team, the Nevada Wolfpack. So this is a very intriguing uh, corner of the bracket, to say the least. What do you guys have overall? I I just want to point out you can now add the Nevada Wolfpack to Chad's growing list of favorite teams. He's now yes, got man. Georgia, Miami. He's got oh Buffalo Sabers, the Sacramento Yankees, Kings. Sacramento Kings. Long list. Um, my initial thoughts were that the Midwest was loaded for sure. I I, I couldn't believe that they put North Carolina and Kentucky in the same region, mm-hmm. considering I think North Carolina might be the second most likely one seed to make the finals, in my opinion. Or sorry, I should say second best one seed. Dude, um, I'm I'm really upset about the Midwest. You, go, you keep going. Just I, wanted to say that. I mean, other than that, I thought that uh, I think every year Duke kind of looks like they get a favorable draw, and every year there's a team in their region that sneaks up. So I think LSU could do that this year. 
I want your guys' input on something. So looking at the one seed, so obviously Duke was the number one overall, then Virginia, then North Carolina, then Gonzaga. I I get Duke won the ACC tournament, but Virgin Virginia's twenty nine and three. I don't know. You thought they should have gotten the overall number one. I mean. I'm fine with it being Duke, but it was like you, like no one even considered Virginia for the number one overall. And it, it and well, I get it; it makes sense because Duke beat Virginia head to head twice. But I just thought it, there'd be a little more debate for that number one overall spot. I mean, Duke only has four losses on the year. Five. They have five. Okay, twenty nine five. Duke did one- beat Virginia twice. They did beat yeah. Virginia twice. And the they won the thing, ACC. The tournament. other thing I'll say on that yeah. to support your point is I saw that uh, on ESPN the uh, RPI ranking or whatever percentage they use had Virginia as the most likely team to win the entire tournament at thirty three percent. So I mean I agree. Yeah. So going off of that though, so if I, I can get I can buy Duke beat UVA twice, so that's why they're ahead of them. But then you look down to UNC at twenty seven and six, so they have. <clears throat> one more, or they're, what, a game and a half back on Duke, but they beat Duke two out of three times. Why wasn't there? So these teams, in reality, must have been neck and neck because that's Dude, really, really close. Comes down, it's, it came down 100% to Duke winning the tournament, ACC tournament, I believe. I also think you have to think that the committee, to some degree, took Zion's absence into a account when North Carolina beat them twice. Because uh, clearly those wins didn't matter substantially. And Duke's probably playing their best basketball right now, too. So, you know. But I'm, I'm pissed off about the Midwest, I'll be honest with you. Because North Carolina, Auburn, Iowa State, Houston, Wofford even, Kentucky, all teams I wanted to be spread around and deep. Just deep in the tournament. Those are all exciting teams. They're all in the same damn region. So I'm fired up about it. I'm a little pissed. I'm pissed off about the Marquette-Murray State matchup because I wanted both those teams to go far, dude. Well, uh, but Marcus Howard and Jean Morant, that's going to be the best, obviously the best one-on-one matchup to, uh, to start the tournament in the first round. It is really sad that we're only going to be able to see one of them play one game. Yeah, I agree. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah, that would have been a great matchup in like the Sweet 16. Because <laughs> both of them could, if if they get hot and they have their supporting cast working, that's two teams that could easily make it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's get started. We'll run through them. Uh, we'll start off in the East region. Nothing to say. We have Duke at 29-5. and five. They play the winner of NC Central and North Dakota State. Um, you can just move on. That's okay. a lock. Yeah, yeah. Listen, so, it, listen, listen. I, I want to say something. If Duke loses this game, I will, I will eat a sock. You'll <laughs> eat a sock. All right, I will, I'm gonna write I will, that down. I will try to eat a sock. I don't know if it's possible. No, we're gonna cut it up. Down. We're gonna cut it up into pieces and put, put it, it in, in a meal. soup, dude. Put it yeah. in soup. <laughs> you will be <laughs> eating the sock full sock. Soup. A little sock okay. soup. All right, let's move on. The eight versus nine is VCU versus UCF. I got I got UCF because I don't think VCU uh, I just don't think they're good I guess UCF's got some good wins they got they got the guy he's uh, seven six Taco, Taco Fall. Fall Taco Fall so um, we'll see how a team like VCU responds to just a, a mammoth human being underneath You want to hear an interesting fact about Taco Fall He's so, had uh, more blocked shots 
than missed field goal attempts the last four seasons. That, That's an incredible stat. That, folks, is your stat of the day. Chad your- did declare me the the hist- what is it? A historician? Whatever the a pers- a historian. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said historician. Historian. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I have VCU in this game. Um, I think Taco falls big. I think he's good. But um, VCU has um, a bunch of good guys who can score in, in double figures. They have four of them that, that are scoring in double figures this year. They have wins against Texas, Temple. Um, Texas is not in the tournament. Temple is. They also lost to St. John's by a point. And they, they only lost to Virginia by eight. So I, I think that's a pretty good loss. Um and I just I like VCU. They're always good in the tournament. I feel like they're in every single year. Um, I, so I, I don't. All right, I've got VCU as well. I mean, as long as Marcus Evans is healthy, he's their star point guard, averaging a couple steals, three or four assists, and like fourteen or fifteen points per game. If he's healthy, he's got. They've got a good supporting cast. So I like VCU there. That could change though if he's if he's ruled out. Uh, yeah, um, what he got injured in the uh, the semifinals, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like from what I read, it says uh, no structural damage, and he's aiming to play in the NCAA tournament. So, so then now I don't know if you, we really need to talk about. It. You guys don't have VCU beating Duke. I know I don't have UCF beating Duke in the second round. No, That's yeah, correct. we can eliminate that too. We we all have Duke moving yeah. on to the Sweet Sixteen. Very very bold predictions there. So let's talk about Mississippi State Liberty. I don't see Mississippi State losing this game. BPI 22. I think they're the most slept-on team easily in the SEC. They're very sturdy, so I think they win this one pretty easily, too. I don't think uh, it's a very close game. Yeah, this is interesting. So Liberty's 28-6, and six, Mississippi State 23-10. and 10. I have Liberty pulling off the upset, Absolutely and I will, I will tell you why. I will tell you why. So this is just purely based on, uh, on percentages, but – only five times since 1985 has one one uh, one numbered 12 seed failed to defeat a five seed, um, and it's happened twice in the past four years. Um, Liberty shoots the ball well, and I really like that they're one of the slowest paced teams in the country. Um, so I think it's going to slow down Minis- uh, Mississippi State. I think Liberty's going to execute in the half court, and I think traditionally the teams that do well in the first round and pull upsets are teams that either chuck threes or they slow the game down so much that it throws the other team off the rhythm so i think that's a potential upset wow. well wow. i've also got mississippi state i actually really like them you look i was looking at their notable wins and two wins against wofford and cincinnati just two out of conference games that uh, i mean they're gonna play like ncaa tournament games teams you're not usually gonna play and they handled both of them both one won both of them by 11 so I don't see them losing here. And uh, Quindari Witherspoon, fun name to say. It's fun to watch him play. I'm going with Mississippi State. All I'm right. going uh, to assume we all have Virginia Tech in this next game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really wish the Bonnies were in here. Unfortunately, they lost to St. Louis, but St. Louis will not be. Virginia Tech's playing really good basketball right now, I think. So Is, um, they're, gonna get Justin, they're getting Robinson back. I was going to ask, is he playing? They're getting he Robinson is, right? back. He is playing. Yeah. I actually, I actually, and I like Virginia Tech. I got them going uh, to the Sweet 16. They're going to take down Mississippi State. I have that in the next round. I think Virginia Tech's a solid little team to watch for here. Uh, I've got Vitek as well. So 
Let's move on. Maryland in the winner of Belmont Temple. I I saw some people picking upsets here. I don't I don't see it. Um, I'll probably be wrong, but I Listen, I don't like Maryland by any means. But I there's nothing I see in Belmont or Temple that sparks my attention. So I'm going Maryland. I'll tell you what. I'm willing to make the bold prediction that regardless of who wins the Belmont Temple game, they're going to beat Maryland. Belmont is a very good team. They lost to John Morant and Murray State. They haven't really played anyone, so that's a little bit concerning. Um, but they've traditionally been good in the tournament. And Powers, then, you got to pick a team. Who went? Who beats Maryland? So I think Temple wins the, the opening game. I think Temple beats Maryland. Shout out my guy Quentin Rose from – not my guy. Shout out our guy Quentin Rose from Rochester, 585. Um, I like him a lot for Temple. I mean – they're they're coached well. Um, I think they come from a better uh, conference, so I think they beat Belmont, and then I think they pulled the upset over Maryland. I just dislike Maryland very much so this year. So this one could be influenced by bias. So what are there three five eight fivers in the tournament? The five. The, there's five in the tournament. There yeah. are five. So we got Carruthers and Janathan Williams from Buffalo. We have Anthony Lamb from Vermont. We have Nisaiah Carter from Washington, and then we have Quentin Rose from Temple. Okay. This is I don't know this. This is just me saying. I think that's got to be a record for Rochester in a single year. Yeah. John, who do we'll you get have the, for this we'll, game? we'll get the the hysticians on that one, right, Connor? <laughs> Historicians, dude. Um, I'm, a, I'm a hybrid between stats and history. I like um, I like Belmont <clears throat> to beat Temple. Belmont's a very good team, and they got an 11 seed at large in the uh, the Ohio Valley Conference, which I think is impressive. So I think that speaks to how good they actually are. I think they'll beat Temple, and then I think they will also upset Maryland. So a couple of wins there for the Belmonts um, before losing to LSU in our next game, which I'll talk about after Chad has the floor. So LSU 26 and six. Uh, Yale, 22-7. and seven. I'm, again, going chalk. I have chalk this whole region. Yeah. Um, what do you guys have? I got LSU. LSU. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have to talk about that. I got LSU beating Belmont then in the next round as well. I do like Yale. I think they're a good team, solid team. They got a really good player. Krzyzewski said, Krzyzewski, Rukreski, who knows what his pronunciation is. Um, but he said the Yale guy uh, is going to be a, an NBA first-round draft pick. I'm going to find his name after Connor talks. Uh, yeah, I have LSU. You can. Okay. I honestly don't know what his name is either. I know exactly who John's talking about. I think his last name might be Obi or something like that. Who do you guys? Mieoni. Mieoni. Oh. Yep. Boom. But yeah, LSU is going to win that. Go to the Sweet 16. Okay. I have, I hate Minnesota. Uh, so I have, I don't love Louisville, even though I thought they were a dark horse for the ACC tournament. That didn't happen. But I still got them ACC over Big Ten all day. I give me Louisville. Now I actually got Minnesota. I I hate Louisville. I don't like Minnesota. Um, but I have Minnesota winning this game. I think they're playing better lately. I have Minnesota as well, purely off how purely because of how the two teams finished the year. Okay. So we're all gonna have chalk for Michigan State and Gonzaga. I'm assuming. Yep. Absolutely. So Gonzaga is the first game of the next bracket that we're going down to, and that's the, the West. The West. So let's talk a little Syracuse-Baylor. It's a big matchup here. Personally, I think Syracuse will win because I don't think Baylor is very good. The ACC is better than the Big 12. 
Syracuse is a better team than Baylor. They win the game. I think Syracuse not only wins, I think it's a blowout. I, this Baylor team doesn't really have the shooters, I think, to beat the Syracuse 2-3. Their bigs aren't that great. Their best kid's the the guy who transferred from Yale, uh, Malachi. Uh, uh, I'll think of his Malachi Mason. Um, he, he's their best player. He's a small guard. He can shoot mid-range, but I think the 2-3 is going to take it away. And I mean, you see it every year. It's teams that don't play against a 2-3 when they come against – up against Syracuse in the uh, the tournament, and it's not an ACC team. They always struggle every year. That's why Syracuse can make. That's why Syracuse can make deep runs when, you know, yeah. maybe they're not as talented as the other teams. I agree. I don't. I mean, what Connor said is what I tell people all the time. If you're not in the ACC, you are going to struggle mightily against Syracuse, and you saw that last year with Michigan State putting up like 55 in when Syracuse upset them. You saw that a couple of years before when Syracuse made the final four run. They just, it's a whole different monster playing that zone when you don't Dude. play it all year long. And I, and for all of those reasons, big upset pick I have is Syracuse beating Gonzaga in the round of 32. I, I thought about it seriously. I really did. I love that pick, dude. They're going to, they're going to do it. They're going to okay. do it. And then they're going to face the next game here. They're going to face Marquette in the sweet 16. I'm getting ahead of myself. But Marquette, Murray State, one of the most anticipated games for the, the Marcus Howard-John Morant matchup, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I can't wait to watch this one. I think Marquette wins, but I think it's going to be absolutely um, breathtaking absolutely. To, to build the drama. After doing some research today, I'm really starting to fall in love with uh, Marquette. I mean, I like their whole body of work. Um, splitting with Villanova is, I mean... Villanova is another team we'll talk about that I really like. They destroyed UB and Marcus Howard. So I I like Marquette not only to win, but I think they blow Murray State out of the building. Yeah, I so I want to say a couple of things on this. First, it's so sad that I have to pick against Murray State because I did want to see John Morant more. I, I guarantee you I'll be tuned in for that game, though, regardless of where I am. But I also have Marquette. Um, the other thing I was going to say, Murray State's, I without a doubt, going to be the most popular 12 picked over a 5 this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. for that reason, I also think they're going to lose. That's just how it works. Absolutely. Never, the top, <laughs> they're never the ones that do it. Ever. But aside from Marcus Howard, Marquette's also got the, uh, I believe it's the Stouser brothers. Yeah. And they're on a And Sakar. Sakar Neem. If Sakar Neem gets hot, dude, that's a really good team. It's the Hauser brothers, and they're yeah. they're good if you haven't seen them play. Marquette's a good team. I like them to advance as well. Yeah. All right, let's so move they, they on. Be, they got to be playing Florida State here. I can't imagine any of us are going are gonna to be on the opposite side of Florida State after that run in the ACC tournament. I am. I've got Vermont. Wow. That's my wow. first big wow. upset. Why is I, that? I, the America East always does something in the tournament. You go back from about 2000. Uh, probably 10 to 2015 when Albany was consistently in the tournament with the Australians. They had really tight games. They actually won a few. Uh, then you had UMBC last year. And I think Florida State, you know, you want to be hot going into the tournament. I think Florida State's one of those teams that's borderline too hot, playing too well. And you Anthony Lamb, beats. Anthony Lamb, shout out again to the 585. 
the America East Player of the Year. I I watched that that uh, American East Championship against UMBC, and he was absolutely incredible. And I think there's a little magic left there, so I'm going Vermont. Uh. Uh, yeah, I did want to shout out Anthony Lamb. Played against him in high school. Uh, me, Chad, and I both. Um, he's an electric player, and I'm really happy he won the America East. But uh, I gotta take Florida State. Um, I think Florida State's a, an underrated team, honestly. Yeah, I agree. So, so now we got a playing game. Are we yeah. all taking UB? I feel like we're all taking UB. We're all going to take UB. I'm taking St. John's over Arizona State because Arizona State plays in a Pop Warner conference in the <laughs> Pac-12. And I refuse to I ref, – like, no, absolutely not. So, yeah, Buffalo over St. John's. I think that's all we need to say there. Go Bulls. I, I will think a Buffalo-St. John's matchup would be electric, but I, I, I got yeah. Buffalo as well. Just to spite John, I'm going to pick Arizona State over St. John's, but I'm going UB. All right. Texas Tech, North Kentucky. I'm assuming we all have Texas Tech. I know John's talked about in the past. Go listen to some of our prior episodes. John loves Texas Tech, so we'll talk about them next round. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into them a little more. Yeah, I got Texas Tech. We can move on from that one. Big matchup, Florida-Nevada. I'm excited for this game. I know me and Chad are going to butt heads a little bit because I got Florida winning. Um, they uh, they really impressed me in the SEC tournament. Um, and I know Nevada's great, but I think Florida is going to knock them off here. I don't even want anything to do with Nevada. Chad, why do you like them so much? Talk to me. So Nevada what? So first of all, Florida's 19-15. and 15. They literally were like... Victor basketball most of the year. But yeah, they beat LSU in the tournament. That was nice. Listen, boys. Nevada's 29-4, and four, okay? They made, what, Elite Eight last year? Yeah. Returned practically everyone. Preseason top 10. And it was borderline like the Lakers. When they, when they knew uh, they were out of the playoffs, shut LeBron down. Started playing guys less. That's what Nevada did. They they were going for a perfect season. After that first loss, they tuned out for the regular season. The boys are going to be ready to play for the tournament. They're pissed off they didn't go undefeated. I guarantee you that they beat Florida. Uh, they will. Wow. They won't even beat Florida. You they have pound Florida. Guaranteed me a seven seed defeats a ten seed. Yes. Wow, that means a lot. Connor, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I was going to say I think Nevada's going to win purely because of the tournament experience. Um, I, I think that that experience goes such a long way in the tournament. Um, and I, I, liked, I really don't think Florida's that good of a team. I think they had a couple nice wins to end the season, um, and they got, they got hot. So if they can carry that momentum, then who knows. But the Martin brothers from Nevada and Jordan Caroline – all three averaging uh, upwards of 15 and over. I think they're going to be too much for Florida, and I think the experience is going to going to get them through to the next round. I actually just made a uh, a, a change of picks right here. I actually just just selected them to go over Michigan in the next round. We'll oh. talk about that in a little bit. Wow. So we, we all, all got have, Michigan here. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. let's go up to the south. I'm assuming we all have UVA. All got UVA. <laughs> I tell you what, as a UVA fan, this has to be the scariest game all year. I'd be shitting. A lot correct. of pressure. Oh, yeah. A lot of pressure. There's going to be a lot of nervous <laughs> fans at the bar. Oh, Dude. man. Imagine if they lost again. Imagine? 
No, I couldn't. I absolutely uh, couldn't. Looking at the next game, I'm assuming we all hate Oklahoma, so I'm assuming you guys are going Ole Miss. I got Ole Miss. I hate Ole yeah. Miss too, but I got it. I do too. Oklahoma's brutal. I just think they're so brutal. I'm, I don't even want to watch that game. That's going to be so boring. That might be the most boring game of the first round. Well, this game was like the election recently where you were just selecting the wor- the, the yeah. better of two bads. Yeah, it's so brutal. Let's get Wisconsin, Time to get political Oregon. now. And, and I got Wisconsin because for another reason, again, Oregon plays in the Pop Warner. Um, so yeah, now, I got uh, I got Wisconsin. I've got Oregon. Um, I think Oregon's too athletic for Wisconsin. And I don't – Wisconsin literally has Ethan Happ and, and – I almost said Ian Happ, like the baseball pet player, but Ethan Happ. Um, I like Oregon. I think that is um, – it's gonna be a good game, but I, I really like Oregon there. Yeah. yeah, that 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 game. I, I honestly don't think it's gonna be a good game. As boring as those two teams are, that that's on my list is better games to watch opening weekend. Give me Kansas State over UC Irvine. Yeah, uh, that's the uh, UC Irvine does have thirty wins though. I will say that I am going UC Kansas Irvine. State. Oh my god, this kid's just—he's throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. What he do you is, mean? You guys have way more lower seats than Blindfolded I do. Blindfolded darts. <laughs> Can't, I, I like UC Irvine. Big one against uh, St. Mary's. They did get blown out against Utah State and Butler. But I don't know. The Anteaters, man. There's something about Anteaters. That could be a future sponsor of, of the show. But they have a very, very elite defense. And uh, makes me think of a team like Syracuse where I if Kansas State gets cold, I think UC Irvine can pull off the upset. You know, you almost might have just sold me on UC Irvine because Kansas State can and will get cold. I'm switching yeah. my pick. And you, Chad, you salesman right there. You, you salesman, you. You dog. UC Irvine, let's go. Kansas State, you're dead to me. And Dean <laughs> Wade is out, too. That should be mentioned. Unbelievable. And I know we love Villanova in the next game. I know yeah, we love I absolutely love Nova. This yeah. is my second. This pick is where for, they show up. This is my second pick for a uh, game that's going to be underdog yeah. most selected. Is everyone's yeah, going to throw agree. on St. Mary's because they beat Dude, Gonzaga? And no Dude. one knows anything about St. Mary's. That's they're, 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 been... they're not a good team, St. Mary's. They're not. They just got hot, and the, Gonzaga scored forty-seven points. Yeah, Nova yeah, has been absolutely. too quiet this year. I feel like yeah. no one's talked about them. I think they they're ready to. Bet. That's right where they want to be, too. You know that. That's right where they want to be. Um, and I know Connor's got a lot of fiery passion coming here with Old Dominion Purdue. Dude, I love – I got shocked, love, personally. Love yeah. Old Dominion in this matchup. So, Old Dominion – Where is Old, Old Dominion, Connor? Take us to the, the U.S. geography map. So, I'm going to almost guarantee Old Dominion's in Ohio. <laughs> Sounds let me, about right. Let me look that up real quick, though. All right, Google, Let's look it up. Talk to us about Old Dominion. Google, yeah, Google yeah, machines working. All right. Anyways, I like Old Dominion. They have wins over Syracuse and VCU, both tournament teams. Purdue has lost to Minnesota twice, twice over the last couple weeks. What is Chad and, snickering about? Chad, where's Old Dominion? I know you're cracking up about that. <laughs> do you guys have a? Do you guys have a better guess than that? It's, Virginia. It's Virginia. I say Virginia. Yeah. It's Norfolk, Virginia. I nailed it. Okay, regardless, I I like Old Dominion because of their wins and how um, uh, Purdue finished the season. 
I think Purdue relies way too heavily on Carson uh, Edwards, who can get cold, as he showed at the end of the year here. And the Old Dominion is one of the best defensive teams in the in the country, so I do think they're going to be able to shut down Carson Edwards to some degree. So that's my pick for a big upset right there. I'm going Dude, I chalk. Uh, I, I, I don't hate it. I'm going chalk. I just got so – my one Syracuse game I went to this year was Syracuse goddamn Old Dominion. I never want to see that school do anything again, so that's why I'm going Purdue. Uh, Cincy-Iowa, 7-10 matchup, 28-6 for Cincy. Iowa's 22-11. Are we chalk there? I I have Iowa simply because I don't really like Cincinnati. No I research s- behind that at all. I just like I have, Iowa a little bit. I, I have Cincinnati winning that game. And yeah, Cincinnati's sc- coach scares me. He's a just <laughs> very scary guy. Does he not look like the guy from U2? <laughs> <laughs> he does right yeah oh yeah so and then we're you know tennessee's got to be the pick down there i don't think they lose to colgate but they really embarrassed themselves in the sec final game there um i think that that might be an anomaly though but that just further confirms to me that rick barnes cannot coach the big game so i, I think there's I- sweet 16 and out I hope he's wearing a diaper for every tournament game. And the sweet sixteen and out. The more mature listeners, they'll know why I hope he's wearing a diaper. I don't have to explain it, but that guy cannot win big games. And I not at all, dude. Not at all. So I feel like just go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) All right. So we have chalk for Tennessee. We have chalk for North Carolina. Next one up is an 8-9 Utah State against Washington. Utah State 28 and 6, Washington 26 and 8. I'm going Washington. I feel like a lot of America likes Utah State and I'm just again to spite John, I am going Pac-12 all day, baby. I'm taking I'm taking Washington as well. Um uh, I'm taking Utah State because <laughs> that Pac-12 dude. Yeah. Get that out of my face. Well, here's the one thing I will say. Utah State's only big win of the year is against Nevada, and then they beat St. Mary's, who I don't think is very good. couple of teams in the tournament. Washington lost to Kentucky by two. And they beat Oregon. You know what? I'm going to be honest. This one, you you might as well just throw something at the dartboard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about boring games. Talk, talk about, about talk about throwing things at the dartboard. I think this is another 50-50 matchup, Auburn and New Mexico State. I'm yep. personally going New Mexico State. There's no way. I I don't like Auburn. Did you watch Auburn? I don't like Auburn Just at all. Brutalize Tennessee. They're too Stop. hot, dude. They're way too hot right now. They're on fire. Well, well, really so far well, in your own head to call teams too hot. <laughs> What, what what would you say about the Kemba Walker led UConn Huskies that yeah. blazed through the Big East about? and then won the tournament? Too hot. Auburn is going to win this game. UConn, and they're going to absolutely pummel Kansas in the second round. Yeah, I, Auburn, I'm Auburn all the way through. Pummel Kansas in the second round. I cannot that, put more emphasis on that. Was that too bold for me to pick? New Mexico State. Oh, terrible pick. No, yeah, no, absolutely. twelve seeds win a lot, and I will actually. I wouldn't quite swallow a sock if New Mexico State won this one, but I'd do something crazy. So, Powers, you're going Auburn. And I know we all got chalk with Kansas because Northeastern's not going to win that game. We'll be real. Bill Self won't lose in the round of 64 Northeastern. 
There's no way. I, I tell you what, that's one of those games that could be closed for a while, though. It could. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm it's thinking weird. seven, eight minutes left is when Kansas pulls away with it. Yeah, for sure. I it's was one of those games similar. like we're watching, you know, like an 8-9, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, and you switch it to Kansas, and it's like 41-39 yeah. uh, Northeastern with like 11 minutes left. And yeah, then you're like, absolutely. we got to leave this on, and next thing you know, Kansas is up 10. Right when you turn it on, it's like, why did I do that? Immediate <laughs> yeah. regret. Immediate regret. The game gets yeah. awful. Well, that's how I, I am with you, NASCAR. You, yeah. Now, one of the most intriguing matchups here, Iowa State, Ohio State, the battle of the states, a couple of state here, state there. Um, I think Ohio State's coming in with confidence, but I don't think they win. I love Iowa State in this tournament. Talk about another hot team, a team that can really shoot the ball. When this, when Iowa State is on, they can beat anybody, I think. Anybody. I, I have Iowa State in this as well. I, I honestly don't think it's going to be close. I personally don't either. Ohio State is outside of their big man, Caleb Wesson, who is spectacular. They have literally nothing. I so Iowa State's going to – I have them going, making a little run. So I think okay. they're, they're going to be good there. So do we all have chalk with Houston? Yes, I do. Yeah. Houston's a very good team. Um, they're going to beat the fight in Georgia State. Wofford Seton Hall. Connor's excited because Fletcher McGee, baby. Talk to us. Listen, I, I was tweeting about Fletcher McGee. Yeah, that was me behind the keys of the seventh rounders account, talking about him becoming the all-time leader in NBA th- uh, NCAA three-pointers. This is honestly, I'm telling everyone out there, this is my pick for game of opening weekend. Is Wofford, Seton Hall. The line opened up at even, which means literally you could throw something at the wall or a dartboard and you'd have better luck. Um, I, I have Wofford though. I love Fletcher McGee. They've won 20 straight seat, but I, Seton Hall is very good. Miles Powell can shoot the ball. I, I was actually at the garden the other night when he, he went for 29 in the first half. It was an absolutely electric performance. Um, they're really yeah. hot right now too. Wofford, Wofford just ran through the SoCon conference. Um, they are pr- arguably the best perimeter shooting team in the Hulk tournament. Um, highlight of Fletcher McGee. They don't turn the ball over. They're well coached. Wofford's going to win this one. It's unfortunate they, they're going to have to face Kentucky in the second round. It really is because I want to see him go far, but Kentucky's my, my champion. The SoCon Boy, Conference. It sounds like an organic <laughs> soda. All right. <laughs> so we all have Wofford, right? Yeah. Can I say yep. something, though? Yeah. I, I want to shout out Storm Murphy. Wofford's starting point guard is perhaps the coolest name in college basketball. I, I love that. Like that. All right, let's move on to the second round. We already talked about um, the Duke game. We all had Duke winning. What? So let's talk Mississippi State-Virginia Tech. That's an intriguing matchup. As I said prior, I got Virginia Tech here because I like uh, getting Robinson back. Buzz Williams gets – Buzz Williams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I just want to say I have Liberty in this Yeah, I know. I'll I'll read off the matchups if you boys will let me. How about you simmer down over there, John? I know you love Mississippi State. I'm I'm really – no, it's Virginia Tech, dude. They're firing me up. It's just like Buzz Williams coming out of me. Boys, relax so the listeners can understand what's going on. So – I, Chad, have Mississippi State, Virginia. Connor has Liberty, Virginia. And John has Mississippi State, Virginia. I'll go first. I have huh. Mississippi State winning. I love Mississippi State. That's a team in the in the SEC that I really like. Even though I think the ACC is amazing, I think Mississippi State has a tad more depth. And I don't know. I've never – I don't know. It's just one of those games where I'm going with my heart. 
This is where Liberty's run ends. I got Virginia Tech advancing. This is where Justin Robinson's going to really shake off the rust. I think he's going to have a yep. good game. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Our next game we have is... Huh. LSU. Okay. LSU. Yep. John. Okay. We have... I have Maryland against LSU. Connor has <laughs> Temple against LSU. And John has Belmont against LSU. <laughs> So I'll tell you what, All you could just you could just pick whatever for against that first LSU. game against Maryland. Yeah, no, really, like that. You that, should have a that you should have a the gold... biggest toss up between the three of them. You should have a goldfish pick for you. Seriously. So are we all going LSU. We all got we all got yeah. LSU winning. They're too talented to lose. Well, yeah. it's going to be interesting with the coaching situation how how they shake out. Yeah, he's he's out right now, which is crazy. I I don't know how big of an effect that'll have. That that that's a situation though that could straight up lead to an upset in the first round. It could. And that, Yale's that's the stuff well that happens. Water under the bridge. Chad, what do we got in this last matchup? Take us home in the East. So I've got Louisville, Michigan. You two both have Minnesota, uh, Michigan. Michigan State, dude. You keep forgetting the second part of the name. <laughs> oh, Michigan State. <laughs> everyone, dude. All right, I've got, I've got Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah, Michigan State. John? We all got Michigan State. Oh, right? you're a little quiet it's over there. Good. I was worried. You're too okay. good. You're too good. Come on. They okay. are very good this year. Even with all the injuries. Cassius, all the injuries. Cassius Winston's a beast. Cassius Winston, he's got to be first-team All-American, right? Yeah, I mean, he made a couple of first-team All-American teams already. I was really upset that John Morant didn't. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the guy's good. Very good. He Did he win Big Ten Player of the Year, Chad? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. I hate the Big Ten. I don't, I don't look at that stuff. <laughs> All right. Next. Kid, go, kid goes to a Big Ten school, doesn't know the Big Ten situation. Yeah, I actually hate him. Oh, it was Carson Edwards. That's I wild. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Gonzaga, Syracuse. John and I already stated we have Syracuse. Connor, you have Gonzaga? Oh, I've I have Gonzaga and I'll tell you why. I think the teams that beat Syracuse's zone are teams with big men that can operate from the mid range and teams that can shoot threes and defend. So I think Gonzaga can do all of that. I think Hachimura is gonna get right in the middle of that zone. Much like Jamie Dixon used to do at Pitt and just feed that high post, and I think he's going to go to work. And then I think they have enough shooters uh, to knock down open threes, and I think they're a good team defensively. So I got Gonzaga. All right. Next up, I have Marquette, Vermont. You both have Marquette, Florida State. I have Florida State in this matchup. I think they're really hot. And I do think Marquette has – um, has been exposed a little bit at the end of the se- at the end of the season here. Um, they, I mean, they they stumbled down the stretch of the regular season. They did make a run in the Big East tournament, but um, I think they're stumbling a bit, and they do have some weaknesses. So I got Florida State. Okay, John. I got Marquette. I love him. I love him a lot. I do like Florida State, but I love Marquette. Marcus Howard is going to take over. Take over the tournament, baby. Okay, and then um, I have Marquette as well. I think this is where Vermont's run will come to an end. So now we have UB and Texas Tech. 
This is an interesting one. What do you guys have? I have Buffalo. And I'm going to be honest, it's so biased. But with that being said, Texas Tech just lost to West Virginia. That's concerning, number one. A team that UB beat. And UB has guys that can score from every position anywhere on the court. Nick, Nick Perkins is arguably the, the sixth man of the year in the entire country. Um, and they play excellent defense, much like Texas Tech does. This is a matchup that I'm actually dying to see. Um, yeah. I'm going to take UB. Connor, I'm with you, dude. I got Buffalo winning this one. Absolutely. I absolutely love that pick. And I love Texas Tech, too, so this is a statement here. But um, like you said, Buffalo's got a lot of scoring. And I think that they're going to be overwhelming. They're going to they're going to be really dangerous in the tournament. I, yeah, I mean, they have that experience factor too. Yeah, absolutely. And it they 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 won a huge game last year, which I think like goes un- understated. They they know how to play in the tournament. They played against Arizona and Kentucky in two games last year, so they're definitely not afraid of playing the big teams. John, you convinced me too many times this year, and uh, I fell in love with them, so I'm going Texas Tech. Wow. I really I don't like hate it. You know I don't hate yeah. it. Yeah. You know I don't hate it. So I'll tell I you wanted what, though, to pick UB. Either but... te- either I, I, I have UB winning this game and the next game, but I think either team that wins this game is going to move on to the additional round. It's just my take. So we have Nevada, Michigan. I'll start it off. Nevada wins big, huge, not even close. I got Nevada as well, but I think it's going to be close. Michigan can't close out games, big games this year. John, if you pick Michigan, I'm going to hurt you. Or if you pick Florida, I'm going to hurt you. I got Michigan, Florida, and I have Michigan winning. Okay, I'm fine with that. Take it easy. Take it easy. Okay. Next up, we have UVA against Ole Miss for me and UVA against Ole Miss for you guys. Yeah. You know, I can't even think of a more boring second. UVA. Yeah. UVA. Seriously, yeah. I, Probably UVA, but like 20. I might not watch no, this game. No one. I mean, this is going to be the least watched game of the yeah, second that'd be round. A good, that'd be a good game for titillations. I bet that line's going to be like UVA minus 13. Who knows? I could be wrong though. I had to pick them in an eighteen and a half point. And you know, honestly, <laughs> you're probably right. So Wisconsin, and then did we both? Did we all have Irvine? No, I didn't. No, the chat had Oregon, I believe. I, I swayed you. Yeah. So reason. so let's get this one straight. We have, I have Oregon versus Irvine. Connor has Wisconsin, Kansas State, and John has Wisconsin, Irvine. I have Wisconsin advancing, and for all the things you said earlier about Kansas State, I think this is the round it catches up in uh, uh, cut, catches up on them. Um, but I think they 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 survive the first round, and then I think Wisconsin wins. This is a game that I don't want to watch either. To be honest, I hate watching Wisconsin play. Dude, I, see, that's why I, I'm looking for an Oregon. UC Irvine, to me, would be really fun to watch. A little West Coast no. action in the second round. I don't think that game would be fun to watch, Dude, to be I, honest. No, no, I don't either. That that sounds miserable. I've got Wisconsin advancing in this game to the Sweet 16. I don't really need to say anything else about that. Um, I have Oregon advancing. 
<laughs> Shout out that big so brutal. If I see, Pac-12. If, if I see so Oregon brutal. in the Sweet 16 this year, I might throw up. So I'm going to have to call the police, dude. <laughs> so let's go through that. I've got Oregon. Connor, you've got who? I have both Wisconsin. have Wisconsin, dude. Okay. Yeah. You got you gotta you gotta stay on your toes, Chad. <laughs> Tippy toes. <laughs> all right. Next matchup down here, little Villanova <laughs> St. Mary's. I believe we all had Nova. We love Nova. We're big Nova guys. So big no, Nova no, guys. we're not. I have Old Dominion advancing. Oh my god. I was Old talking Do- about Villanova St. Mary's though. Yeah, we already. Yeah, talked. I, I picked Old Dominion to advance. Yeah, uh, yeah no, we're, blasphemy. We're, we're, blasphemy, dude. I got Villanova talk- over Purdue. I got Villanova over Purdue. I've got Villanova over Purdue as well. Old Dominion Monarchs from Norfolk, as we learned today, Virginia. I'm taking them. I will be so angry if that happens. All right. Every year you see see a low-seeded team sneak into the Sweet 16. This is my Cinderella story. So next up we have – I have – or Connor and I have Cincinnati, Tennessee. John has Iowa, Tennessee. I'll start it off, and I went with – can you guys guess? I went Tennessee. I did as well. I went Tennessee, peak, peak Sweet 16 and out team, as I said already. That is that is their fate this year, after what I've seen in the big games. All right, North Carolina, Washington for Connor and I. North Carolina, Utah State for John. Are we all North Carolina? We all got North yes. Carolina. Go Tar Heels. That's a good team. All right. Next up, I have New Mexico State, Kansas. You two have Auburn, Kansas. I have Auburn. I have Auburn. Auburn. Auburn's going to roll. They're going to give North Carolina problems in that Sweet 16 matchup. Listen, Kansas is bad this year. Straight up. I'm going to say They it. are bad. I can't wait for Auburn to steamroll them. All right, and I've got New Mexico State. So we're all against Kansas. That's the common yeah. commonality on that one. Yeah, that's good to hear. All right, now we have we – got, We all got Iowa State-Houston. I know that. Yeah, and I'm going Houston. Big. I, I'm going Houston as well. I'm going Iowa State because they're going to be hot. I feel like they're going to be shooting hot in the tournament, and they're going to beat Houston. I know Houston's a great team. That's why I hate this Midwest region because there's like five or six teams I would love to see make a run. But they all can't, obviously. See, that's the thing I'm worried about. I feel like everyone loves Houston as a three seed, having tied for the best record in college basketball, and everyone loves Houston as a mid. Well, they're not a yeah. mid major. Wait, they are, I, right? I really no, like they're in the American. They're in the American. Oh, okay. Americans kind of in in limbo. Like they're in, are yeah. they mid major? Are they not? Who knows? Yeah, but I I still think Houston pulls this one out. They're a good team. And solid foundation, sturdy. Final one to wrap up the first weekend of March Madness, Wofford, Kentucky. I am all Wildcats. Yeah, I think Wofford wins the first round game, and then I think they might get annihilated this game. Yeah. they. Um, this is – you hate to see a Cinderella. Just a great story, great season end for Wofford. But Kentucky is going to win Largo. El Largo, they're going to win big. Any final thoughts? Before we wrap yeah. it up, I want to touch on that whole college admission scandal that happened a couple weeks back. What the last the he- call, some might say. What the hell was that? If you're that famous, why do you need to send your kid to a school, a, like one singular school that bad? It, he could go to com- he or she could go to community college, come out, and you could hook him up with any job. I don't any, understand any job. it. I don't understand it at all. Like 
your daughter really wanted to go to USC that bad? Dude, that's just another example of a a poor, poor moral compass and just a lack of a thought process at the end of the day. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Yeah. But really, you don't. Like, I'm glad I got caught. That's awesome. That was a funny story to read. And then watch, like, social media explode. Yeah. Dude, they want those kids out of school there. That's wild. That's all I had to say, though, at the end of the day. I just wanted to touch about on how ridiculous that was. I want to touch on briefly how great my uh, fantasy baseball draft went last night. First 10, 15 rounds, I had everyone I wanted fall in my lap. I feel great about the season. I'm really looking forward to it. Competitive year. The league's buzzing early, real early. And I'll just wrap it up. I agree with John. Great time drafting with the boys last night, eh? But uh, just again to reiterate, want to thank Dante again for coming on, taking the time. It's obviously got to be a busy time of year for him, so it really means a lot just to uh, get to chat with him and see, pick his brain a little bit, see what's going on, you know, leading up to the tournament. So uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we will see you again next week. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.